0: Welcome to the VPod, your portal to unveiling mysteries and shedding light on gripping crime stories. I'm your host, Vinu Joseph, and today we're delving into a tale that held the Maliali community in suspense back in 2014. Join us as we unravel the layers of the captivating case of Parveen Verghese. For those unfamiliar with this intriguing story, buckle up as we embark on a journey through the twists and turns that dominated headlines and left a lasting impact on the Malayali community. This is the Vpod, where stories come to light and mysteries find their voice. Meet Parveen, a college student enrolled at Southern Illinois University's Carbondale campus, approximately a six-hour drive from Chicago. Praveen was passionately pursuing a degree in criminal justice and like any concerned parents, they sent their child off to acquire a quality education. However, shockwaves reverberated through the Malayali community when Praveen went missing. Just days later, his lifeless body was discovered in a wooded area not far from the roadside. The unsettling question echoes, what happened to Praveen Verghese? To unravel the mystery and discover the true essence of Praveen, we turn to his mother, Lovely. In this episode, we delve into Praveen's life, the circumstances surrounding his disappearance, and the heart-wrenching journey of his grieving mother as we seek answers to the haunting question, Who was Praveen Verghese? I'm privileged to introduce a woman of strength and resilience, Lovely, who joins us today to share her story. She's not... Just anyone. She is Praveen Verghese's mother. In this deeply personal conversation, Lovely opens up about her son, Praveen, a college student pursuing criminal justice at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Today we sit down with Lovely to unravel the layers of Praveen's life, the events leading up to his disappearance and the painful aftermath. Join us as we listen to Lovely's perspective gaining insight into the son she knew and loved. This is more than a story. It's a journey into the heart of a mother's grief and the quest for answers. Welcome, Lovely. And thank you for sharing your story on the VPOD.
1: Thank you so much. My name is Lovely Varghese. My husband and I, we are from Kerala, India. Uh, My husband has been here since 1985. We got married in 88 and I joined him in 90. We live in Chicago. I am a registered nurse by profession. My husband is a respiratory therapist and um, we have three children, two girls and Praveen is in the middle, our only boy. Um, So like I said, we live in Chicago um, in one of the suburbs.
0: By understanding the essence of who he was, we aim to shed light on the personal connections that wove the fabric of his life, especially the ties that bound him to his family. It is within these connections that we may discover the subtle nuances and hints, the red flags that became glaring signals for Lovely when Praveen went missing.
1: Um, Our oldest uh, is a girl. Her name is Priya. Priya and Praveen are only 17 months apart. So they grew up like twins. Um, Praveen was always, ever since he was a little boy, he was very uh, curious, very interested in doing things. You know, he started walking when he was just eight months old, started talking in sentences when he was about maybe 14, 15 months. So he was into everything. He was um, very people person, Uh, and a kind of an attention seeker. He wanted to be in the middle of everything. So that's how he was ever since he was little. Very, very funny boy. Uh, He used to sing so well. He danced, he he used to dance. Um, He learned Indian classical dance, so he was a really good dancer. Uh, He was in the church choir since he was very little. Um, once he started school he was into athletics he ran uh, cross country he was in the uh, 100 meter race 200 meter race he was in everything uh, in school in drama club decca club uh, he was in the Idopak uh, club so his Intention was to make everyone laugh all the time. So, you know, he, he was so friendly with anybody. I don't remember a single person that would say something bad about him. You know, he, he would do and say anything to make people laugh. And he had friends like you won't even believe. I, you know, like even in church, everybody knew him. We have a pretty big church. Everyone knew him. And even if they, he doesn't know their names, he would just go up to them and say hello. Um, just keep company with everybody. You know, when we have parties at home, he was in the middle. He would just make very, very funny, and he would um, talk in different accents, make up stories, make everyone believe what he says. Um, so you know, very. He when he was home you know he was home. That's how it was, very loud, uh, always singing, uh, laughing, made his sisters, um, you know, like uh, he, he would bully them, just make fun of them. Um, his younger sister is just eight months younger than uh, him. So, you know, he, he would just make fun of her all the time. Um, so it was a very and very very close to us i mean with uh, with his dad he was very close he loved basketball football so on the weekends they would sit and watch all the games um and Praveen was in the um, church football uh, team so they played with the, with the, between the churches we have the ecumenical um football, basketball, and all those. And he was involved in everything. He was very, very close to his father. Um, I did not know. I mean, you know, like all my, all three of my kids are very close to my husband. He worked night shift 14 years to take care of the kids. So naturally, you know, they, they are very, very close to him. And uh, when Praveen was maybe eighth in eighth grade that's when my husband switched to day shift so you know he used to go to bed um, every night when my husband went to work he would give him a kiss and he would, tears start to come and i always used to ask him you know why don't you cry when i'm going to work <laughs> and then and then he's like oh you are always here i don't miss you that much um so you know and then The nights that my husband is at work, he would put his, um, you know, the lungi that my husband wears, he would put that under his T-shirt and he used to go to bed with that. So one time he came down to get a drink of water and that's when my dad used to be here and he saw him do that and he said, Praveen, you don't do that, you're a big boy, you don't do that. And he was like, he just started sobbing and crying and I told my dad don't say anything you know let him do whatever he wants Mm. so he wanted to keep his dad very close even after he went to college he you know he used to call us every night not a single day he did not call us he was he was that close
0: in the intricate tapestry of life we're often confronted with pivotal decisions standing at the crossroads Where the paths diverge, left or right. Each choice holds the potential to shape the trajectory of our existence. It's the seemingly simple decisions that can ripple through time, altering the course of our lives in profound ways. As we navigate the enigma of Praveen Verghese's story, one such decision comes into focus. Why did Praveen choose to embark on a journey to SIU in Carbondale? a place nearly six hours away from the familiar embrace of his home. What led him to that specific fork in the road, and how did that choice weave into the fabric of his destiny? We turn to Lovely, seeking insights into the motivations and aspirations that guided Praveen's path.
1: Okay, so when we started looking into colleges, even in his 11th grade, uh, my daughter was in Saint Louis University, um, so she he wanted to be somewhere closer to her. I I think, so he he was also thinking about going into physical. Th- at least that's what he told us, because we always encourage the kids to go into some medical profession. You know, my daughter was doing physical therapy, so we thought he was going into that too. So we looked at colleges. We went and then we went to NIU. Um, Northern Illinois University and we went for the college tour after we met with the counselor she said so what are you going to major in and and he said undecided and I was like oh my god why is he saying that (laughs) so when we got back into the car and I said why did you say undecided and he goes oh mommy I don't think physical therapy is for me I want to do criminal justice and I'm like what you know, when I heard criminal justice, the first, because he always used to say that he wanted to be a police officer. And I was, thought he was just kidding. You know, I never in my wildest dreams, I thought that he was saying things like that serious. So we were like, we talked about it the whole ride home. And I said, no, you are not doing this. Um, you know, he wanted to join military. I said, no, we only have one son. You are not going anywhere. So, you know, we never encouraged him to do that. So then when we started to meet with the school uh, counselor, he probably said something to him, you know. So he told me, he said, don't force him into something that he doesn't like. Let him do whatever he wants. So then he started looking into colleges. You know, his cousin, Ashley, that's my husband's brother's son. They are same age, very good friends, very close they both wanted to go to the same college, so they looked at SIU. It's far, you know. I think at that age, everybody wants to leave um, and go so far away from home. So they w- both wanted to go. He went into nursing, and Praveen wanted to do criminal justice. So they decided, and then I did not. We did not say anything, you know. My husband looked at it and he said uh, that's a party college and then he he asked us which college is not a party college yeah. you know, so so um, and that's how he went you know there was no particular reason that they picked that college i think they just wanted to go as as far as uh, they can from home and then closer to St. Louis where our daughter was and he had a lot of his church friends in that college so the weekends that he was not coming home he was in St. Louis with, uh, with, uh, with his sister and friends he was coming home every other weekend and like I said he used to call every day you know we would skype and I see him and I wanted to see his grades. So he would email us his grade. Um, and, you know, like he, we would talk about school. The first year, I don't think he thought of coming, moving back to Chicago. But the second year is when he really started to miss home. See all his friends. Very close friends were in Chicago in UIC and all that. So I think he wanted to come back here. But he he started to gain friends in Carbondale. You know, he gained um, a lot of friends there. All those friends that you see on, um, you know, they were on all the different shows and they were on Dateline and all that. Uh, both Rachels, Dakota, Kyle, um, Nate. Uh, um, Oliver, you know, there are so many kids that he, they they acquired, like, along the way. So it's, a, um, I think it was a different experience for him. Um, but if I had, I was probably, like, a naive person, you know. I had no idea about what they do in college, you know, about all these parties and all that. But I think it he experienced... Uh, a different lifestyle there when when he was... But everywhere he went, he had his cousin Ashley and all these friends with him. He never went anywhere alone.
0: As the weekend of February 7th, 2014 unfolded for Praveen Verghese and his family, none of them could fathom the weight of its significance. Little did they know that those fleeting moments would mark the final chapter of togetherness with Praveen. As he stood on the precipice... Of a fate unknown. The embrace of his family during that weekend. Would be the last they shared in the realm of the living. A few days later. His earthly presence would be but a memory. The simplicity of those days. The laughter. And the shared moments. Held no foreshadowing of the impending tragedy. Lovely courageously takes us back to that weekend. Recounting the events that unfolded with no inkling. That it was to be the last time she would see her son alive we step into those bittersweet moments exploring the ordinary that would soon become extraordinary in the wake of Praveen's ultimately departure
1: and his biggest thing was to surprise us Um, the first year he did not have a car so he would take a train come to downtown and call one of his friends get a ride and we would see him when he opens a garage and comes through the kitchen door and he'll say surprise wow. you know so that was his biggest thing even the week before we lost him he came down that weekend and i he was thinking of coming and i told him don't come there is so much snow the roads are really bad to drive but then uh, it was friday that he came and i came from work I saw his car uh, in the driveway and I'm like how did he get here so I came inside and he's here and I'm like oh my god when did you get here and he's like oh I was just missing home and I wanted to surprise you guys so my husband was off that day and he when he came in um that's when my husband also found out you know we didn't know he was coming so he said what do you want to eat and he's like i want some home food so my husband made he wanted shrimp my husband made shrimp and praveen took the shrimp curry and went to my old daughter's room she was in college he sat there took a snap and send it to her, you know, to make her mad that he was sitting in his in her bed. And then Friday evening, um, he went to um, his friends um, and then came back. And then Saturday, uh, they had like a charity dinner in uh, DePaul University. They were raising money for some charity fund. So he went and then uh, he met his church friends and college friends and all they all went and then by uh, 11 o'clock he texted me he's like this is taking a little bit longer than i thought so you go sleep i'll i'll come i'll be home you know i never went to sleep without him getting home i always waited for him so i think that's why he was calling so when he called i could hear the music and all in the background and I said, so there is no plans of you to come to church tomorrow. And he said, no, I will come to church. Uh, just wake me up in the morning. So I went to bed and every, even if he's late, he would just come to our door and say, Mommy, Daddy, I'm home. So, you know, and I thought I heard him, but I wasn't sure. So I woke up around two o'clock. I went to his room and he was sleeping. He was there. So I went to bed. We woke up Sunday morning. My husband was working, so my youngest daughter, him and me, we went to church. I was doing things for, uh, there was a church program coming up. So I I had to meet with some kids after church and I was in the baby room and he picked up my bag and he was, usually he rushes me to go home, you know, but that day he did not. Um, and before that saturday he went to his barber twice he went friday and then he went saturday to get a haircut and now that guy was telling us you know he asked him why are you here you were here yesterday and he's like oh i just want to look good for this charity uh, program that i'm going to you know so he got another haircut so then sunday after church um, after all, all my uh, meeting with those people I came out and he was talking to our priest and then Achan um, was talking to him and I think he he touched his head and he said, oh Praveen, your haircut looks nice and then he looked at me and he's like mommy, even Achan likes my haircut you are the only one who don't like it mm-hmm. and I, I, I smiled and, I, and, I, and Achen said yeah, it looks good So, you know, I was in the choir during the service and I thought, did he come for communion? I did not see him line up for the communion. But then when I looked up from my book, I saw him, you know, walk after the communion. Uh, He was wearing a blue shirt. He had his sleeves uh, rolled up and he was with, uh, with all his friends. So I saw him walk by and he took communion that day. So after church, he was driving and, um, you know, the, he loves chipotle and he wanted to get chipotle and I said, no, I don't want chipotle. And he, he asked uh, Preeti, the younger sister, and she said, yeah. So he dropped us, he dropped me back home. He took her and they went to chipotle, came back with food. So they had chipotle for lunch. And in the evening, we had a birthday party at one of our friends, a really close friend. And that's when, you know, he told me that he was not going to leave Sunday. He was going to stay till Monday morning. Um, And it was his friend's brother's birthday. I mean, they are twins. The brother and sister are twins. It was their birthday party. And there was a prayer before that. So... He said, Mommy, you go to prayer. I'll come with Daddy when he comes back from work. So I said, OK, yes, I have a project, a paper to write for school. So I'll finish that and I'll come with Daddy. So then when I was leaving for the prayer, he was still sleeping. You know, he took a nap and he was sleeping. And I woke him up and I said, "Are you? is this the way you do project? Is this how you're doing your paperwork? And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting up. So I went to the prayer, and during the prayer, I texted him. I said, "Praveen, are you up?" And then he said, "Yes, I'm working on this." Then they came, my husband and uh, him came after the party. You know, they she makes um, uh, this chili chicken so good, and she, uh, Praveen loves Shiny Andy's chili chicken and he he goes oh i didn't come to, to the prayer but i had to come for your chili chicken uh-huh. so she he we we sat there you know like um after the party we were just talking and we came home and we had a wedding invitation here it was one of our friends daughter who is just province age they were taking her to india to get married and uh, Praveen looked at the invitation and he's like, she's getting married? And uh, we said, yeah. And he goes, she's only 19. Why are they doing this? And, you know, we said, uh, we don't know. You know, it's their decision. And then he said, if you are ever going to do something like that to me, I'm just leaving home. <laughs> and then my my husband said, who said we are going to arrange your wedding? You know, and uh, and then um, I said, so who are you going to marry? And, you know, he was just leaning back on the wall in the living room here. We were just sitting here. And he said, "Ah, I don't have a good taste for a Malayali girl. And I said, then who else are you going to marry? And he said, oh, maybe a a North Indian or a Puerto Rican girl. And I said, Puerto Rican? And he said, Mommy, do you know how pretty they are? And they can cook so good. (laughs) (laughs) And then my husband said, so do you have somebody? And then he turned back and he smiled and he's like and he put his both arms up and he said, No, daddy, I'm a free single man. You know, and then he walked upstairs. So that was the last conversation that we had with him. And we went to bed. I woke up Monday morning like four o'clock. He usually he had to leave at four to get there by nine, nine thirty and he was sleeping, so I woke him up, and and he jumped into the shower, and he came down, we prayed, and we, he was just, he took the food we packed, and he was getting out of the door, and I said, Praveen, be careful, don't put the music so loud. And. Um, there's so much snow you know like on the street just be careful and he's like no I, I won't put music so loud you know and, and when I'm driving I said yeah 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 no so he got into the car he waved goodbye and that was the last time we saw him and he got there around 9 he doesn't stop he got there he texted saying um, got here And then Monday night he called, Tuesday night he called, Wednesday night he called, Wednesday night after the call is when all this happened. Um, He told us he has a test the next day, but he didn't tell us they were going to a, a party.